0: Alright guys, we have a very special episode for you today. As you know, we typically do predictions episodes right before a film comes out, but I think we can all agree that the hype around Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness is as big, if not bigger, than Infinity War, Endgame, No Way Home, I mean, the rumor mills are exploding. People are just going nuts online, especially after that new trailer that dropped during the Super Bowl. So we wanted to do a special pre-predictions episode just based on the most recent trailer to talk about the top five theories that we think are the most important coming out of the uh, most recent trailer. So Katie, I'll let you take it away with your first thoughts on the first one we're going to tackle.
1: Okay, so the very first... that I think everybody noticed in this newer trailer was the appearance or partial appearance of Professor X and the Illuminati. Now, obviously, this is something we haven't seen before. Uh, It's very likely it's not in our direct timeline since when you have something like that, you kind of would have to assume that it's more prevalent than than (laughs) anything. And I don't know if we would have... Necessarily never heard of it before. But what's interesting is it actually looks like Strange is like arrested by the Illuminati. So that's another reason for me. I'm kind of thinking he's going places he might not be supposed to be going. And in, instead, um, some people are like, no. <laughs> but I think it's interesting because one of the biggest things that a lot of fans, and I know from the get go of watching this trailer, this was my thing. I saw professor X side of head face and that voice is dis- it, you can't not have that like if I go into that film and I don't see Professor X I'm gonna be absolutely shocked just because who did that voice so well that's the answer I, I would want right? to know it was very good exactly like if someone did it that wasn't him I would genuinely be beyond shocked so we the bigger question then added on to the Illuminati is is this a professor X variant in the form of is it the one that we've seen in the x-men films or which i kind of would love but it could also very well be a variant since we know variants have the ability to also look just like us as long along with looking completely different so that's a that's an additional question you have to ask about this
0: yeah, I I do want to answer your question about whether or not I think it's Professor X from the X-Men movies that Fox did. But before I do that, I do have a theory about how you were talking about the Illuminati and whether or not they were from our MCU. I'm wondering, so, and I could be wrong because I'm not 100% caught up on researching the Illuminati in the comics quite yet. Um, that's something I'm going to obviously be doing as the movie gets closer, but my understanding on a base level is that they're kind of made up or the group is made up of the best and brightest, if you will, of the heroes. So that's why the roster has included obviously Professor X, Tony Stark, Reed Richards, I believe Black Panther is typically on that roster as well, among others, all brilliant, wonderful men, right? So I'm almost wondering if they're almost like and you're going to hate me for saying this, if they're a TVA-like entity. Because I'm wondering if they're so smart that they actually truly understand the concept of the multiverse in a way that I think even perhaps the Ancient One didn't. Like, I think she was scratching the surface with all the knowledge she had from Dormammu and, you know, tapping into the evil, dark cosmic energy that she was. I think she had a base level understanding but I think the Illuminati has is one of the few entities that has a other than the TVA, really, that has a full breadth of knowledge about the multiverse. And I wouldn't be shocked if now that Loki and Sylvie blew up the TVA, now the Illuminati is stepping in almost as a like reality safeguard because it, it, they're not upset about like, you know, strange messing with magic. That's what he does. They're upset about him breaking reality. And so I think they almost, because they understand, you know, they feel that they understand, and maybe they do, you know, the laws of reality and time and multiverse better than really anyone else. Again, besides potentially the TVA, unclear to me in my own theory, if they know about the TVA, I haven't gotten that far yet. But maybe they see themselves as the guardians of reality, and that's why Strange gets on their radar due to the events of No Way Home.
1: No, I actually – I really like that theory because I think something I, I even had said was based off of, like, Strange is being arrested by them very clearly. And it actually – now that you bring that up, to me parallels Loki being arrested by the TVA and being brought in and everything – so it very much parallels that idea behind it i mean he's just as bad if not worse than loki cuz loki didn't even directly cre- mean to create his own timeline and variant versus strange quite literally purposely did everything he did because a kid didn't get in college <laughs> and <laughs> so i definitely i think that's really interesting and if strange is moving throughout multiverses and timelines as is what I assume the entirety of the multiverse of madness is based on, it would make a lot of sense for them to intercept him at some point and be like, yo, my guy, this isn't working. Like you need to fix whatever you're doing because this is not working. And you you did bring up Reed Richards, which a lot of people I know there's that really zoomed-in picture going around the internet with a very little circle on the chest that could be the four. And I know a lot of people are running with that. I think it would be pretty cool. I would want to see everybody brought in versus just Reed in the Illuminati and whatever that is to say. Because if it's not our Professor X from the other X-Men. It would just kind of be like almost a cameo, essentially. So I, w- I would kind of like to see the whole Fantastic Four make their appearance, or if it's going to be a cameo, the full old Fantastic Four make their appearance.
0: Gotcha, that makes sense, and I'm I'm tracking with those preferences as well. I think that makes sense. I get confused sometimes when it comes to like, you know, the cameos, one timeline, and then you have to like step back and think like, just because, you know, Reed Richards is there, and it's the guy from, you know, for example, the early 2000s, like that doesn't mean that's what he's gonna look like in our universe. So it's like, it can get a little confusing. Yeah. But when you brought up, you know, the debate about who is sitting in the chair, because it was very clearly... I think there's five chairs, right? And then there's space for Professor X in the middle, making it a six person a six person group. You know, there has been some debate about who that person in the chair because there's I think only one person that's really visible in the
1: chairs, and I think it's that one, yeah,
0: right. And so there's been some debate about who that person is. I think Reed Richards is definitely one of the front runners that I've seen. I've also seen some people talk about it being Black Panther. Which is interesting. That's one way you can get around, obviously, the tragic passing of Chad. is because if it's a different timeline, he doesn't need to be played by Chad. I
1: will say, to counter that really quick, from what I say this with the biggest grain of salt, just because we literally are looking at a very blown up, blurry picture, and all of us are like, yup. But I will say, the man sitting in the chair is... Itsy bitsy tiny in the arm, and I think that's why a lot of people think it's Reed Richards because he has, because literally his job is to stretch, so he has that very thin body type just because like he literally stretches, so I couldn't, and this is the dumbest reason to be like it's not Black Panther, but like. We've seen that the Black Panther clearly embodies a warrior. You're not going to see a warrior who's as big as a thumb. Like,
0: (laughs) I I agree with you. I definitely, I don't know that I think it's Black Panther. I think it's, it would be interesting if Black Panther is definitely one of them. I don't know that that particular body is Black Panther. I'm just going through some of the theories that I've seen online because there has been some debate about it. Fair. One of the other ones that I think is really interesting that for your, you know, str- arm stringy arm theory also doesn't work, <laughs> but could be interesting, is Black Bolt. So for those of you who don't know, he's kind of the king of the Inhumans. And if you don't remember, oh my god, it's gotta be five years ago now, they did a show on ABC that was, I believe, supposed to exist within the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D universe and it did not go over very well but it was supposed to be about the first family of the Inhumans and ever since then you know there's been this kind of sentiment that Marvel is stepping back from Inhuman storylines. Ms. Marvel is supposed to be an Inhuman and there's rumors going around that they're taking that away from her origin story because of all of the things that kind of you know transpired with that show. Not to get too deep into other lore here but Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. has a very strong inhuman tie, and it's a very important storyline to one of the main characters and her identity, and it overarches many seasons in that show. I say all that to say, you know, inhumans have existed, and it would be a great way if they were to bring in Black Bolt, it would be a great way to tie in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. to maybe fix what people don't love about the retconning of Kamala Khan's origin story and all of that and also you know you don't necessarily have to acknowledge the inhuman show you could reboot it you know and now that marvel's kind of got their tv shows a little more figured out i think than they did at that time it could be really interesting so again based on the the stringy arm theory it's probably (laughs) not him because black bolt's a very large man yeah but i would not be upset if he was occupying one of the other chairs of the illuminati not sure if 100%, if that's comic accurate to have him in there, I'm assuming it is because, you know, he com- came out as a rumor, but that's definitely something we can check on for you guys. And when we do our official, official predictions episode, we'll give you guys a lineup for sure. But that was one that I don't know that it is him in that particular photo, but would be very interested to see him as part of that roster. And then to go back to your original question all the way back about Professor X and whether we think it is the Professor X that we'd seen in the Fox iteration of the character both times in the early 2000s and the most recent, I guess they they are all considered, I'm not really... Familiar As, as familiar Don't as I should be Don't hurt yourself trying
1: to know that timeline
0: <laughs> I know, I, I guess I need to catch up on it if he's in But TBD on that one I'll get back to you guys on how that goes
1: Well, the X-Men timeline is um, complicated yes. For those of you who are familiar with it You're aware For those of you who aren't familiar with it You're just scared of it And that's okay
0: <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> um, I think I sit in the latter camp But I am determined to educate myself And be there and be a, a source But I I do think, to answer your question, I do think it is the Professor X that we had previously seen because I think it makes the most sense in order to canonize those movies and to make them MCU-adjacent the same way that obviously Tony and... Tony. The same way that obviously Toby and Andrew's movies are MCU-adjacent. I think that makes the most sense. And I think you can still have him in there, you know, and and still then create your own X-Men in the MCU without completely removing those characters and those storylines because people really, you know, there are people who are hardcore X-Men fans and, you know, who are not, who genuinely enjoy those movies. So I think to completely ignore them, you know, would upset a large contingency of fans. And so I think this is a good way to have that be the original Charles To have those movies acknowledged, canonized, made MCU adjacent, but yet still leave the room for the MCU and Kevin at the helm to do the mutants the way that they want to do them.
1: I will say I'm going to be really intrigued now that they did what they did with Evan Peters' Pietro. I am actually really intrigued to see what that's going to be because I know it was supposed to be like that gag at the time. But now if they do canonize all of those, I mean, I know that they'll probably be like, Oh, it's a variant. And that's how they're going to write some, dare I say, almost like plot holes, because that's really what that's going to be becoming now that, which it feels weird because we knew the multiverse was opening. And so I'm not really sure why they brought him in to be a red herring. When, if they canonize those movies, he's in those and I'm not really here for the whole excuse of he's a variant. I think it's sloppy.
0: Yeah, I agree. I think they painted themselves into a corner with that one. Like they fought, they tried to be really cutesy and funny. And I get that like that show came out before the really extensive reshoots that happened to Dr. Strange. So I'm sure that, you know, some of the story has evolved over time through those reshoots, but there's no way you're going to tell me that Kevin didn't know he was going to canonize
1: those original movies. That's been a rumor since we knew the multiverse was opening.
0: Yeah, that's been a rumor since they made the purchase back in 2018 or 2019. Yeah. So, you know, it's it's hard for me to think that Kevin didn't know that was coming and it's like it just wasn't strategic. And I think we're so used to Marvel being incredibly strategic, so to watch them like intentionally paint themselves into a corner is very honestly just confusing like I don't understand the intention behind it or the thought process because it doesn't seem like there was one
1: yeah well that's why if they do choose I mean obviously the professor x we're going to see is most likely going to be played by the same man who's played him the whole time that's already been well established but if we are given the fact that he is not a variant as and is instead the professor x that is in all of the x-men films Then I am greatly intrigued to understand how they're going, how they're properly going to explain Pietro. Because if it is being written off as a variant, I'm gonna be frustrated, and I'm gonna put that down on here right now. That I will be really annoyed because, like I said, that's just one of those moments that I think will be really sloppy. We had a couple of them in Endgame too, and post Endgame trying to fix Endgame. So I'm a little not looking forward to the fact that. There are times when Marvel does these big movies and they're great to look at and to watch and to get ready for but sometimes they um, screw themselves up a little bit in the process and then it just gets messy. But to kind of go into the second theory while wrapping up this one, you were kind of talking about some people who were sitting in those chairs and you actually already mentioned Tony Stark or at least an Iron Man (laughs) of a sort. And obviously I think this was already touched on possibly during our last multiverse of madness trailer talk and if it wasn't it was definitely mentioned in the blog post talking about the cameos and the possible cameos and what we already know to be confirmed so i know it was touched on there but obviously lots of rumors about i almost call them tom or not tom ted (laughs) but about tom cruise making an appearance cameo if you will as Tony Stark. And now obviously we know there's a Tony in the Illuminati or at least a some sort of iron man in the Illuminati because we see what looks to be a very put together version of the Iron Legion that we see back in Age of Ultron. So and that's the, those are the robots you know m- marching strange up the stairs. So to me that's a very clear way of saying there is a confirmation that there is a form of Iron Man here. Will it be Tom Cruise? I think so. I do. I think I wish
0: not. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, yeah, I, <laughs> I'm i torn because it's obviously RDJ is the essence of Iron Man. But, you know, we did do a, a baby. I wouldn't even call it a deep dive. We skimmed a little bit about, and this kind of goes into one of our later rumors as well, there is a potential for a version of Iron Man that is not the version that we see in our Sacred Timeline MCU, right? That version of Iron Man is not the snarky but lovable billionaire Playboy philanthropist that we all love. He's kind of a bad guy. Mm-hmm. And so, if we're gonna see Tony Stark be a bad guy, you know, maybe we don't want to see that played by Robert Downey Jr. because we love the lovable Tony and he's the lovable Tony. So maybe we let Tom Cruise come in and be the jerk Tony who never stops being a jerk
1: and kind of is a bad guy. Well, I partially counter that because if he's not inherently a good guy and this is we're, right now for everybody, we're bordering that line between what we were just talking about and theory number one and point number one and breaking into point number two, which we'll disclose fully in a second here. But my only thought is, if he is to be kind of a villain,
0: would they let him in the Illuminati? (laughs) That's a good question. Probably not. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, it's tough. Yeah. It is because there's so many different obviously you guys know this so many different versions of every character in the comics you know they could have a almost a completely different personality depending on who's writing them or something weird that happens to them on a strange alien planet and the worm gets i'm stealing from star wars but like a worm gets inside their brain and completely changes you know who they are as a person i'm sure that happened in marvel comics as well (laughs) there's been some weirder things (laughs) Truly. So there's so many different versions that can be pulled from at any one time. And it's it's definitely very difficult to isolate, you know, which one you think it could be, especially if, you know, you're like us, and we don't hardcore read the comics, we dabble, and we do our research, but we don't, you know, buy every new issue that comes out. So and, you know, not even to mention the God, what is it now, like 70 years of back catalog? So there's a lot of material to go through and and a lot of potential storylines. So it can be very, very difficult to isolate which one exactly, you know, you think that they're going to pull inspiration from and then they're going to pull inspiration from it, but might not go completely line, you know, obviously not line for line, but even beat for beat, you know, they're going to take it and they're going to twist it. So that makes it, you know, it's a double layer of confusion. It's difficult. (laughs)
1: Yeah. So we'll table that that's the thought of there's a tony we don't know who the tony is but we have to assume this one's a good guy but now moving right into the probably the sec i wouldn't say the second biggest but one of the biggest theories therefore what we want to talk about is in the trailer we see someone who essentially looks like captain marvel looks like she's got a lot of the essence of captain marvel and there are rumors that I could essentially be one of three people because it very clearly does not, it's not Captain Marvel. Um, <laughs> it's not, well, let's say it this way. It's not Carol
0: Danvers.
1: Yeah, like at least ours. We have Monica, we have Maria, both rainbows, and we have, which is why I said that our last conversation would bleed perfectly into this, Superior Iron Man. Now, I'm a personal believer in it being Maria. That's that's who I believe and uh, let me follow me with this thought. I don't think it'd be Monica. If we're moving through the multiverse, you have to assume things are different. I don't know why she would be somewhat like I, I just don't think this is the appearance of her as a full superhero that we need. You think they're gonna wait until the Marvels to introduce her fully? Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. Because I just think it's it wouldn't do her justice to just randomly kinda of bring her in to be going through a multiverse especially because it, then it wouldn't be our maria because she's not needed in this by itself you know like monica it wouldn't be our monica yeah oh yeah sorry 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 jesus monica yes every time i just said maria I was all supposed to be monica um <laughs> <laughs> too many m names <M-dings>. it's difficult <laughs> it is and then and they're both the rambos so then in my brain i'm not even like it's just like Not coming out right. So I don't see it being Monica at all. I just think it's illogical for where her character's going. We obviously know she's going into the Marvels and she's going in a secret invasion. So we, I think it makes more sense to keep her there. She does have the title Wanda, but I just don't think it logically makes sense cosmically. The reason I don't think it's superior Iron Man is for the dumbest reason. But if you really look at that image, that is not a white man. <laughs> and that is, and I think a lot of people on the internet has, have already been pointing that out as well. And they're like, you really look at that and you think it's it's Tom Cruise because it's not. And so I also, and I, besides all of this like nitty gritty thing, I truly think that it's Maria because the multiverse is about things happening differently. That's the whole point of what if, right? Well, what if it it's just as easy that Maria got in that, that jet that day, you know, and she got it, that her entire storyline happened the exact same as Carol's, that she took Carol's spot, because what was the whole first episode of What If About? You know, so that for me is why I one hundred percent will stand behind thinking that that is Maria Ram- Rambeau essentially being Captain Marvel instead of Carol.
0: Yeah, I have to agree with you for all the reasons you said, and I actually tweeted the I think the day the the trailer came out I was like how cool is it that we got what if because now we have a framework for understanding how these multiverses can vary from one another so we can say hey that's Maria Rambeau what's her what if moment what's her one moment that changes everything and to your point I too agree it's you know how easy is it to swap her Carol out for her in that plane, yeah, and have everything happen the exact same way. Exactly. I mean, it's it's you know, in terms of complication, it's it's incredibly simple. So I I too think it's it's Maria for that reason, and that's pretty awesome. I'm really excited to see that. I think she could be really really fun.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm excited to see in what context we see her in. Yeah, moving forward. I mean, in the movie, not so much that I think there'll be more necessarily to come. But then we have kind of an interesting one. And this kind of also could kind of tie in with the idea of what if I think we have to. Okay, let me say this. The next three are all going to tie into what if in some way, but in different ways. (laughs) So our next big one coming from the from the uh, trailer is that Strange and America Chavez look to be falling throughout multiverses, including a cartoon multiverse. This one's cool because for me, first off, it does, now it doesn't look like What Ifs cartoon. However, it opens the possibility that What Ifs cartoon could be pulled into this because if we've seen one cartoon, who's to say another multiverse they're fa- falling in and out of is not another What if. And not to mention, you know, I know we're going
0: to get into this later, so I don't want to bleed too far into it now, but we see characters from What If come into live action. Yeah. So why can't we have it go the other way? Yeah. If we're going animated to live action, why we can't we go live action to animated? You know, I think that's very much a possibility.
1: Exactly. So, I and this might have been something that, that if you weren't really watching the trailer very closely might have missed, but it's when Strange and America Chavez are kind of holding on to each other they very clearly look like they're falling and they break glass at some point which we will also kind of get into in the very last theory because i there's a lot in that last theory and point which is why it's the last one (laughs) because there's a lot to that that one to unpack but they essentially through that broken glass it looks very 90s cartoon 90s early 2000s which immediately i thought of the x-men and the spider-man 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 tv shows from that time frame the ones that even like we sat here growing up on immediately that is what went through my brain yeah i actually didn't
0: catch this cartoon thing so i'm really glad you brought this up because i like totally missed it so good
1: job kate it's hard to someone's done a, a still by still and that was the only way I, I noticed it. You don't really notice it. Okay, because I saw them breaking up, and, like, they almost
0: look cubicle-like. And so I saw that, but I didn't catch kind of the change in media. But I think if I had to choose between the two options you gave, which is the Spider-Man and the X-Men, was it X-Men 93 or 97, I would have to go X-Men. 97, I think. I think so, too. I would have to go X-Men 97 because that's the show they're rebooting. And so I think it's interesting then that you're almost like soft sounding, not soft sounding, but like you're bringing that, you know, universe back just before it comes back onto your screen with new content. So I think that makes the most sense just even from a step back, take a look and what's in the pipeline way. And also it could just be interesting, you know, knowing that we have an X-Man, I guess that's the singular of X-Men. We have an X-Man in Professor X. In live action, right? Almost virtually confirmed at this point within this movie. So then it could be cool then to show a direct variant of that character in an animated version within the same movie. So, I mean, my money's on X-Men 97. Um And it kind of being a backdoor into that that reboot of that show versus, you know, the Spider-Man that we grew up watching.
1: Well, and it can also be a very... And I, I would agree with that, especially because I think we did a lot with Spider-Man already. And he's coming back animated as well, but it's yes. like our
0: Peter and not a reboot of that show.
1: Yeah. So I think there's an aspect to that that kind of is like, we don't need to bring too much of that into here. I know there's been rumors about Toby making a reappearance and everything, Right now, not the focus, but I know that is one of the rumors, and we can go into that a little more in the predictions episode when we're a little closer to the film. But I I would have to go with the X-Men. I think it would also be interesting to kind of something you brought up even just before is how we've seen the what-if characters seemingly being able to come forward. And, I mean, if that follows it could also be an interesting way to introduce a different form of x-men into the mcu if they so choose so that could also be a way to bring in a whole team without even needing to think anything of it they just kind of were like "Ha i'm gonna jump through this portal so i think it could be really interesting but yeah that's been something that has been getting pointed out and i'm glad that i was sat there and watched that's still, like, if you really slowed down and watched it still by still, and I was like, thank you, because I never would have seen it either. But yeah, so, so that's why I was like, this one's going to relate to What If in its own way. Now the next one relates to What If directly. <laughs> and that is Zombie Wanda and Zombie Strange. Yes.
0: How pumped are you? Because that was, like, your favorite episode of What If.
1: I know. I know. I love the zomb- the Marvel Zombies comics i love to look at the i just think they're so cool that what if episode takes the like, get. like i'm not gonna lie to you i had to re-watch strangers episode just so i could feel comfortable talking about multiverse of madness after seeing like what we've seen because i don't really remember any other episode except the zombie episode is the only one for me that i'm like yes and so it's what's interesting is not only do we appear to be getting the zombified versions of them. Strangers actually looks like the zombified version of him, but the version of him that turns evil. Yeah, if that makes sense. It like look because he doesn't look like evil. Strange. We see evil stranger Eddie, but like the version of him that's got like the weird animals coming out of him and everything looks zombified, which is strange, pun intended. And <laughs> <laughs> Oh man um, but! I know, and then we we obviously see we we see Wanda and we see her with the blood dripping down her, but then there is a scene in. I don't think it was the one that showed right or that came out right before the game started. It was the T V spot one, I believe.
0: Yeah, yeah. So guys, really quick, I know we're really far into this episode, but just to clarify, <laughs> there were two semi different spots that came out Super Bowl night. So there's the one that everybody's freaking out online, but if you watched the game live, there was another spot, and there I would say the majority, probably eighty five to ninety percent of the footage is the same, but there are a few Pieces of footage that are added into the spot that was live on TV. Yeah. So we'll link everything out for you guys in the show notes. But just wanted to quickly clarify that there were two slightly different spots that came out on Super Bowl Sunday.
1: Yes, and the one I'm referring to is the one I believe was the one during the game, I think and that's you're right. the one where you see more of what looks to be a zombie Wanda, uh, and it's not just the blood on the face; like she looks. She's kind of limping. <laughs> She's not really, like... Yeah. I'm so happy. Like, <laughs> and I think it's interesting because, like I said, um, what, 10 minutes ago, these last three points especially are tying right into what if directly, and this is one of them. Especially seeing her as a zombie, she was pretty much the main antagonist, which I love because when we get to our last point, there's quite a bit to talk about on that, but I, I to me, that is another version of Wanda, which we'll get to again in the last point. But I think it's interesting uh, to be able to see some of this coming together in ways I don't think I expected it to. It's also supposed to be a horror film, so I'm not a big horror person, although I watch it and then I get scared and then I'm, I, I am mad and then I watch it anyway. So um, <laughs> I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited and I really like where this is going. Yeah, I, I'm actually
0: so curious. So, we've actually seen the zombie motif even before What If. Mm-hmm. Like, we obviously saw Zombie Iron Man, and I believe Zombie Cap as well in No Way Homer. Was it just Tony? Because I feel like we saw Zombie Cap somewhere as well. We,
1: well, we did see him in What If. But we, I know we saw, like, yeah, we did see the Zombie Iron Man. I don't know if we saw Cap, if it was more of just like Cap dead. Not inherently the Walking Dead.
0: Gotcha. Okay. I couldn't remember, but I know we saw Zombie Tony. Mm -hmm. So we've seen zombies in live action before, theoretically. But it was like, it was an illusion by Mysterio. Mm -hmm. So now, like, I'm going to be really curious now that we've seen some other characters in the zombified form is it just Strange and Wanda that we're going to see? Because there were a lot of other characters that were zombies in that episode. Obviously, Cat, which you mentioned. I'm
1: really glad you brought that up.
0: Yeah. There's, like, a lot of opportunity there for some real zombies.
1: Now, if you want to hear my personal want out of this. Go for it. I'll share it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I actually think it, okay. I know we'll get into this more in the predictions episode, especially talking about another slew of cameos. And as much as I really would love to see Chris Evans back as a human torch, I would love for him to don his Captain America suit and be zombified. I would love that to be his thing. That'd be really cool. (laughs) Yeah. Like, I think it's really awesome. And I think it's cool because especially in the What If episode, like, Bucky has that where he has that moment where he literally has to kill Cap and then he's like, well, I guess we this was the end of the line, which like, yikes, the writers really were like, yikes, <laughs> I'm gonna hurt you. I know that one hurt. Yeah, that one was like really personal to, <laughs> to me. I took that personally but I think it would be really interesting to kind of bring him back. And that's how they do it. Especially because at this point, there's, they haven't really confirmed Cap's whereabouts on whether or not old Cap is dead or not. So I think it'd be kind of that ode to be like, well, yes, but no. <laughs> so I think he'd be cool. I think it'd be interesting to see. Well, And I don't think they'll do this just because he's still very involved in the MCU and he'd be unrelated, but I'd love to see... Anthony Mackie's The Falcon, Sam Wilson making his appearance because he was one of the big zombified ones in the What If episode as well. So I think that could be cool. And I would actually like to see Vision make an appearance. Obviously, he can't be a zombie, but he played a big part in the What If episode, literally feeding his
0: wife. Yeah, when you brought up Zombie Wanda, I was going to ask if you thought that that meant in that universe we were going to get a live Vision and it would basically be somewhat of an extension of that particular universe we saw in what if
1: well and what's interesting to me is if you look at the background of where she appears to be and this could just be my thought off of what i saw and maybe it's maybe i need to look closer who knows but it kind of looks like a facility it doesn't look like she's in like a house and where was she in what if a facility
0: no i was gonna say i too thought the background in the environment looked very similar to where she was in what if like originally I was like hospital but then I looked at it again and I was like wait a minute she was in that like I think it was an army base she was in some kind of military yeah
1: like a bunker or something yeah like
0: I was like it could be a hospital or it could be a military facility like what she was doing in what if yeah and that's when I was like oh vision
1: yeah so I really love this, and I know it's not going to be the main point of the film, but I, Marvel, if you're hearing and listening to me, please give me a Marvel Zombies eventually. Thank you. Aren't they doing one? I thought they
0: were doing one.
1: Yeah, but I want a live action. <laughs> I, I want to live fully through it, you know? But, yeah, I, I think it's going to be interesting. And, you know, while we're on the topic of Wanda, let's move right into this main last point, since she is everything and is the main last point. So... <laughs> I mean, am I wrong? No. no, you're not. So she is an interesting character in this film because something we said from the get go of the last predictions episode was there's obviously various versions of strange. We from the ge- beginning already was saying, so like, give us credit for it. <laughs> but we were giving, we were telling everyone as we should have, and we're glad that we were that there were likely multiple Wandas and. We've been confirmed this, at least especially with the fact that we've had two sitting in the exact same room as one another. In the Westview house, which is a whole other layer of crazy pain. Yeah. So the question now starts to boil down to how many Wanda's are there? (laughs) Now for me, I can never have enough, but it comes to question and and here's where we're going to kind of almost count them off. So we see it in this trailer- And we see it in the first one. It's the only version we primarily had seen in the first one. But we are still given the appearance of it in this trailer when Strange, supposedly I'm doing air quotes, goes and sees Wanda and asks her about the multiverse. And she actually in this trailer tells him, you know, Vision had theories. He had his theories. But we see her in the garden living her best life or so we thought. Then we see the very iconic line that Wanda delivers in the trailer and might go down as one of the most iconic lines now in the history of the MCU. And when she's saying it to Strange, in which the line has to do with, you know, you break the rules, you become a hero, I break them, I become the villain, it doesn't seem fair. If you look at Strange, he's wearing the same outfit and the background is the same trees that he is when he's talking to Wanda in the garden. But everything is just red, obviously. And she's in her Scarlet Witch garb. Well, everything being red to me seems her powers are running somewhere. Yeah. So I've seen people calling that an illusion. I've seen that it could be different versions of her already from the get-go. What are your thoughts?
0: My personal thought is she Westviewed again, but just herself. Like, she didn't... She was... But she created Westview. She didn't even know she created Westview. Yeah. This time, she's like, I created that thing, and I could live in it peacefully, and I could have what I wanted. Now I know how I did it. Yeah. I can just recreate it, but this time I don't have to hurt anyone, and I can just live in peace, and people can leave me alone. Yeah. So, my personal thought is, she Westviewed herself to just deal with the pain, because she's, like, in denial and can't, just can't face it. Mm -hmm. I mean, versus, like, them having... Two different Wanda's having two different conversations. Right. That seems a little more far-fetched in my personal opinion, but I'd be curious to know what you think.
1: I kind of am down the road of your first thought, because the thing is, is obviously you have to make the assumption the regular dressed in her regular clothes Wanda comes first, and, you know, Scarlet Witch Wanda comes second. And I actually, what the lighting reminds me of the most is when she's in the battle with Agatha and her runes show. And for me, my thought is, Strange is a magician. He knows. She might have chaos magic, which is just literally, I was going to be like, chaos. Yeah. (laughs) No. (laughs) But it's its own just breed of magic, essentially. She's pretty much the only person who practices it. And so while it is different, it's not unable for someone who also practices magic to sense it. And I very much wonder if he tries to do magic, and in the meantime, her rune, because obviously he realizes he can't, she makes an appearance as Scarlet Witch, her runes come out to show. And that, so I follow your theory on kind of making her own Westview. And then in the meantime, it allows Strange to not be able to touch her yeah. pretty much in that bubble. So, and I mean, you, and I think this is something, you know, people even said after Vision, the fact that no one can feel the magic she's doing. So she, it, it would make sense that she essentially put walls around herself because she is doing dark magic and you know, Lizzie, predict- uh, Elizabeth Olsen, predicted this from Age of Ultron already, saying how she'd really love to watch Wanda go crazy, create her two kids, lose them, go crazy looking for them, and we've gone directly down that route. So I I really think that, to your point, there's almost all, her own Westview, and she got Strange almost trapped in there, because he is defenseless against her in, in her runes, so... I agree That's I don't see it being two different Wanda's in that scene unless there is a element of and I don't remember if this was accurate or not but I feel like someone did mention seeing Eye of Agamotto somewhere in the trailer. I don't I have no confirmation of that so I'm not going to I think out. you're right. I think it exists. It just is does not have the time
0: stone in it anymore. Because I think people were talking about how he used to wear it middle
1: chest, and now it's, like, moved up closer to the the neckline of the cloak. Okay. Well, my only thought is, and this is kind of a question for the masses, I guess, is, I mean, different multiverses and timelines would still have stones, so wouldn't there still be a possibility that there's an Eye of Agamotto that has the time stone?
0: Yes, I, I guess I'm confused. Why why are you bringing that up?
1: Because my thing is, is maybe there's also an aspect of time travel. If, if if you wanted to run down that theory of Wanda being two different Wandas.
0: Okay, okay. I, I was having trouble connecting the dots now, but I, I follow you now.
1: Yeah, I just wanted to clarify before I started saying it. And then I was like, if there wasn't an Eye of Agamotto, and there a, then I was like, this could get awkward.
0: He might not have been wearing it in that particular scene, but I know it. it he does still have it at certain points in the trailer.
1: Okay. Yeah, so... My thought just being, we also don't know how quickly he goes to Wanda. So, I mean, if he's already been kind of going in and out of different multiverses from the get-go, he could have easily run into himself with the Eye of Agamotto. It also could not be our Strange. Who knows? You know? Yeah, I was gonna say that
0: too. I was like, do we know? I mean, it looks like, like, the thing with the different Wanda's is they don't look different. Or they do look different. Like, you can tell, like... They do a little. Yeah, like, one obviously has the black fingers because of the dark hold, and she's in the full Scarlet Witch. Her hair.
1: Yeah. Her hair changes. Because one of the, when you mentioned the one in Westview, in the house in Westview, one of them has her dark hair.
0: Yeah. So there's, so I would say there's, like, physical differences between the wand or there's, but they're like more subtle, right? Mm-hmm. Like you have to pretty much know the character pretty well, like the different hair, and then obviously there's like the one that's dressed like the Scarlet Witch and not. But like that doesn't mean that those are the only two. Whereas like I guess what I'm trying to say is like stranges, I feel like look distinctly different. Like yeah, you know what evil Strange look like? Looks like he has the kind of raggedy beard, he has the the dark circles. Then there's the Strange with the long hair who I know has a name that I can't remember at this current moment. So they all look different. Yeah. So I guess that my point is, like, this strange looks like R-Strange, but I guess I'm wondering if, like, there are other versions of him that look as similar to R-Strange as Wanda's look as similar to R-Wanda. Who knows?
1: Yeah. I, I don't know. I'm confused. Exactly. And the thing is, is you're not gonna know. So that's why it's like, I, I'm running with the theory that that's likely going to be our wanda just you know, in her own little
0: place. But then now I have another question for you. Since okay. we're talking about multiple Wandas and we're and we're obviously tying this very, very strongly back to WandaVision because we wouldn't be having this movie without WandaVision. Exactly. And originally they were supposed to come out back to back. Yeah. So I guess my question is, the Wanda in our universe, is she the good one or the bad one? Because I I originally thought she was the good one because of the apple orchard scene, but now it looks like she's the bad one because she's telling Strange, well, you make a mistake and you're cool. I make a mistake. I'm punished. But then if the good one is our Wanda, does that mean, and I'm going to go all the way back on you guys, does that mean that the Wanda in the end credit scene of WandaVision is not our Wanda? Like- Is that our Wanda or is it not our Wanda? I need to know because it feels very important to know.
1: I make the assumption it is because I'm not quite sure where Wanda would be fully welcomed at the time because, I mean, a part, and I think this comes down to things that have been mentioned multiple times, but nobody seems to check in on Wanda after the events of Endgame. Correct. So I'm not sure if she, like, so I... It doesn't seem that she has the ability to go to someone after Westview. It would make a lot of sense that she isolates herself. And actually, I also want to kind of almost go against your thought about how the Wanda that we saw in the apple orchard. Apples can be a very symbolic thing. And if you look at apple symbolism in a lot of things, they tend to actually be a negative thing because they're usually poisonous. Poison or temptation, right? Yeah. So, and as the easiest example for those of you, if you, if you want an example of what I'm referring to, you could just think of Snow White, obviously, is probably one of the most well thought of when someone thinks of a poisonous apple. So, there isn't to say that there is necessarily that was ever going to be a good Wanda. I think the thing is, is, Wanda has always been, since Age of Ultron, <laughs> like, so pretty much all her life, on this very precarious tipping point. And there were times such as Civil War, where she was kind of t- leading towards the Avengers, and then what happened at the beginning of Civil War, where she inadvertently killed people, tipped her a little bit back down towards a very emotional and turmoil area. But then back through the rest of Civil War, she was fine. Infinity War was hard. Uh, Pretty much the girl's been through everything that you can give her. So on top of that and being on this tipping point, I would say secluding yourself with a very magical and dark book and reading it and realizing you have all of this magic within you and that essentially you're always... You were always meant to be a dark being. Like, there was nothing inherently supposed to be good about the Scarlet Witch by the end, you know? She, no, I mean, in all the comic books, she's the craziest. She's like right up there with Jean Grey. Yeah. In exactly. terms of just like actual,
0: like, lose it and break the world while you're losing it. They're like the poster children.
1: Yeah. Like, her magic essentially becomes a, a weapon for her in a, in not a good way. And so, I mean, when you seclude yourself in the mountains and you're, reading a magical dark book, it's very possible she sat there and was continuously corrupting herself.
0: Oh, for sure. And I think we see that manifesting in the dark fingers. I guess I just want to play the devil's advocate of like now we're we're toying with the idea of so many Wandas. Yeah. I think we all made the assumption it was that Wanda from WandaVision, but can we safely with 100% certainty make that assumption now? Like I think the answer is no.
1: Yeah. I mean, I would still say it likely is. I agree. I agree. Yeah, my understanding is he's going to her. I would think if he's going to her, he's likely going to her pretty early on. So I I would think that's hers. I think when we start seeing everything low up, and and actually there's something else I want to talk about referring to Wanda, and we see even the Westview thing and everything. That's when we can get into a little bit of a gray area. I don't think Wanda is inherently bad. I think there's just darkness growing within her because I mean and there has been some rumors about her reaching her demise in this film and I mean to be fair if she's a villain I could get where they're coming from but I think it would be bold counterpoint to that I'm seeing that she's in I am Groot which is just like a
0: really random franchise for her to be in
1: I also saw that I don't think Wanda is going to die I think she's reaching a culminating point of she needs to pick if she's gonna be a good guy or a bad guy. But I don't see them doing away with her completely in this. I think she's an interesting character that people want to see the intricacies of her more. And I mean, in the best of ways, she's really always been defined by Vision, who's been almost her moral compass. And ever since that, I don't think we've gotten to see Wanda truly for who she is. So I would really like to see more of the character in herself like i want to see what more could come so i think this is the movie on deciding she can no longer be on that tipping point it's going to be she's either a villain or she's a hero and who knows maybe seeing all of the things she sees tips her purposely one way or the other but i think what's interesting and i want to get into this really quick this is the last big thing about wanda is and this was the thing I, told, I I brought up during point number three and I wanted to hold off on was there's this glass-shattering kind of aspect. And there's a very specific scene with Wanda seemingly surrounded by these mirrors and glass, which looks suspiciously like The Watcher from What If? Mm-hmm. And when Ultron and... Who was Ultron battling? The Watcher. <laughs> <laughs> and when... all I was like, wait. When... Ultron and the Watcher were smashing quite literally through timelines. It was this breaking aspect. And this is what we see in this trailer. So now how the heck did Wanda end up in the little, I don't even know, little cubby that the Watcher lives in? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I have
0: an idea. I have an idea. Okay. And I'm stealing hardcore from What If on this one. So Ultron was able to do it. When he became aware of the he, like, reached a level of knowledge where he was aware of the Watcher, right? Mm-hmm. And that's how he was able to break the glass and hop in and go from, like, multiverse to multiverse. Well, he also,
1: like, essentially killed everybody on every single Earth, so it was so quiet he could hear the Watcher talking.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Quick question, sorry, this has been a minute since I've watched this episode. Was this, when he found the Watcher, was that before he was going multiverse to multiverse? Yes, because he had killed every planet. Yeah. Right? He would killed the beings on every planet. Okay. So I guess what I'm saying is like, yes, he hurt him because it was quiet because he killed, you know, half the universe or whatever. Just I think all of the universe at that point because they weren't robots, so they weren't good enough. But I also think there's this element of he had so much power at that point that he was able to like, almost like reach a higher plane of being, if you will. That's fair. And I think that through... Perhaps Wanda's practice of magic with the Darkhold, she might also be able to reach a similar, higher plane of being, therefore making her aware of the watcher and aware of his place within the multiverse, hence how she gets in there. I'm just pointing that I'm just putting that out there. I think that there's a possibility that could be a thing.
1: I'm gonna annoy you so bad right now. Great. And I'm gonna annoy everybody listening. Theoretically speaking, if she enters that area, where the Watcher is, right, well, you know who else is in there? No. Just in their own little... No. Yeah. No. 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 no, I'm just saying, and for those of you who who don't know what I'm saying, theoretically, this Doctor Strange who has all the weird animal magic (laughs) and Ultron Vision, or Vision Ultron, whichever one you prefer are fighting endlessly in a little orb thing and i'm almost now i don't wa- watch what if often <laughs> um so it's been a while but i'm almost 100% sure that there's like a little bit of an ominous take to it when i'm pretty sure it's the watcher who says like as long as you stay in here you guys will be trapped in an endless battle but like as long as they stay in there
0: <laughs> so are you telling me That you think that this movie is going to release Ultron Vision on the world? Because I've never been genuinely scared during a Marvel movie or show. That one... Okay, I I probably have at some point. But I have never, I don't think, ever reached a level of fear that I did than when I was watching that show. Yeah. That particular episode scared me more than zombies. Scared me more than Thanos with the gauntlet. Scared me more than anything we've ever seen. That... Gave me the heebie-jeebies. It scared the crap out of me.
1: Yeah, well, I'm just saying, I'm not saying necessarily it's gonna happen, but I am saying, if we're running with the theory that she's essentially breaking into the little mirror world, that the Watcher chills in, and the Watcher's in there, who else is in there,
0: you know? I hate that you brought that up. Could you not have just, like, I'm, like, not gonna be able to sleep
1: now, thinking about how potentially we're getting an Ultron vision, I just, no. Nope. I mean... I was more so thinking about Dr. Strange because I'm like, yeah, that one had a redemption. But what if when he like gets out of there, he's like, this is stupid. I had no reason I should have been trapped in there in this endless battle. Like, what if he has a a change of of thought again?
0: Yeah, but he kind of like went in there willingly in order to sacrifice himself. Like, I, I feel like it's hard if he like kind of saw the light, if you will. Like, he went in there willingly and was like, I made this mess or I made a mess. I'm going
1: to clean it up, you know, like... I mean, that's fair. But what if he gets broken out of it and sees that there's a mess anyway? That he did all that for nothing? I mean, he protected the
0: world from Ultron vision, which is arguably worse than what our Doctor Strange did. Let's let's put that
1: out there. Okay, but the collapse of the multiverse... Would just mean everyone dies anyway. Yeah,
0: but not at the like vicious hands of. I, I'm sorry, but to me, there's nothing worse
1: in the MCU than Ultron Vision. I just. Because I'm just saying, like, it's physically like Doctor Strange collapsed the multiverse and essentially implodes all of the worlds together and the timelines together. He will kill everybody. Is that what they're fighting? And I guess I'm <laughs> not really sure. <laughs> I mean, that's what I got from all of it. Is that the quote-unquote
0: endgame here? Like, that, you know, or is it just, like, what does the nebulous term breaking of reality actually mean? Like, someone give me a definition. What, what, What does that mean? What does it look like? What are the tangible consequences for the Sally and the Jack and the... Peter on the street, who are not superhumans, but just going about their daily life. What does it mean for them?
1: I'm, I'm genuinely asking the question. I mean, like, if you really look at this, and we open that possibility that, that uh, she ends up there, there's also the possibility, although, another theory. Oh, no. That just popped into my brain. No, no, not as bad. But what if she, like, okay, so at this point, I'm almost accepting I'm gonna see the Watcher. I feel like... It just happens. I don't know how you don't have the Watcher in this movie. Yeah, me neither. Especially if you're going to tie in What If at this point to the way that it's tied in. Like, you have to assume he's there. So, theoretically speaking, What If? Because she looks panicked while she's in there. She's trapped in
0: there. I was actually, when I watched the trailer, that was my initial reaction was, Oh crap, she got on the Watcher's poo-poo list
1: and he put her in there. Well, to be fair... She probably was the initial breaking of part of the multiverse by just her unleashing her power to begin with. And then on top of Loki, and then on top of Strange, who just added some of the worst cracks to it. It was like, when you already have a partially shattered window, it's already just going to get worse. (laughs) So I think that... Remember we said Wanda, Loki, and Sylvie opened it.
0: Strange. And I think, actually, I caught this in the trailer this time. Wong specifically says that strange opened the door between the multiverses he specifically says that which means our late night water bottle diagram was right
1: and that's what i like to hear (laughs) i like being right
0: and actually this is going to sound incredibly self-centered but i was going back and listening to some of our episodes about loki specifically episodes one and two of loki not our episodes one and two because we're a little off because of the predictions which by the way just just a quick little aside. Some of our predictions were literally so wrong. It was bonkers. I was like laughing out loud. I was like, oh my.
1: I didn't think they'd make Loki fall in love with himself. I haven't okay. even gotten that far.
0: I, I mean, he literally like end of episode two is when he goes in the door with Sylvie. Like, we're not even like starting with Silky yet. Like, who? But anyway, so in our episode about Loki episode two... We were talking about Nexus points and how that relates to WandaVision and all that, that stuff. So I am I, now adding on my theories. And truthfully, I think I'm going to rewatch WandaVision, Loki, and What If before this movie because otherwise I think I'm going to be very lost. But I'm now wondering if essentially what Strange has created in these doorways between the multiverse, the doorways between the universe, is Nexus points, right? I guess it makes sense. Nexus between them. So then if Wanda created a nexus, what if she herself created one baby little tangible thing because of her chaos magic, one little baby doorway, and that's how we got the multiverse for like a minute because she's powerful enough to do that. But then when she shut down Westview, she closed it back. So I guess I'm wondering like now I'm going back on our thoughts like yes, I think it was her and and Sylvie and Loki to permanently open it, but I guess I'm wondering now if like She did a little baby opening and connecting herself and then closed it when she, like, shut down Westview. I don't know, just a thought. It's kind of random, but I just was listening to that today and I was like, wait a minute.
1: Well, and that's why I think everybody thought Pietro was who Pietro was. Yeah. And then when they were like, he's not, everyone was like, well, now I'm
0: confused. Thank you. (laughs) When I still keep waiting, there's a part of me that keeps waiting for them to walk that back. Like, I don't know how they would do it, but, like, what if – okay – This is, like, going all the way back to WandaVision, but I feel like it does have some ties in here because multiverse. What if Agatha was lying? Like, what if she, like, put a spell so that he thinks he's Ralph Boner, and it's really Quicksilver from the Fox universe,
1: and he just doesn't even know? I'm still pretty thrown off on how she was able to give him, like, faux powers. Yeah. Because, to be fair, like, I get it had to do with, like, the necklace or whatever, but I was like... How is Agatha, who I understand to be a powerful witch, like, how did she give someone else power? Like, it just felt weird. So I'm intrigued.
0: And I also think Marvel knows when they've messed up because the fans tell them, Yeah. you know, when they're unhappy. And I think the fans have been incredibly vocal about how upsetting that was and just, like, really annoying. And so I wouldn't be shocked if they find a way to be like, boop.
1: got you guys. Well, and that ties all the way back to what I even said at the beginning of this episode where I was like, I would love to understand if they're going to canonize that stuff, what the heck they're going to do there. Yeah. I'd love to understand. Yeah. It has to be walked back. It has to be. Yeah. But actually, you bring up a great point for all y'all listening. We have about two months before the Multiverse of Madness comes out. Start your rewatches of WandaVision. Start your rewatches of... I'm so sorry. Loki. Caitlin, start start if you have not I really... I will be. I will be. And I don't mind. (laughs) And start or rewatch, because I know a lot of people chose not to watch What If, but start or rewatch What If, especially the zombie episode... Uh, which I think is around five or six. It was somewhere in the middle. Yeah, I believe Doctor Strange is the episode right before it. So actually, you can watch both those episodes. And just to be safe, watch the last two. You never know. I would actually argue seven, eight, nine. What is seven?
0: I thought seven was the. Was the Vision Ultron one only eight, nine? Because I thought seven was also leading up to that. No. Oh.
1: 8 was all about how he essentially took over the world, oh. and then 9 was the battle. See,
0: I think in my head, I thought 7 was ha- about how he took over, and then 8 and 9 was the battle.
1: No. So, I think it's 5, 6, and 8, 9, or it's 4, 5, and 8, 9 that you need to rewatch, uh, specifically if you don't wish to watch all of them. But I recommend watching all of them because- You don't know what's gonna- If we're already this far in. Yeah. Yeah, if we're this far into, into the whole of what if, I would just- make it a safe bet and watch it all and i know you're gonna
0: hate that i'm bringing this up and putting this out on the air caitlin because you saw it and i know you were incredibly angry but one of the pieces and this is the last thing we'll say about the multiverse of
1: madness oh god (laughs) one of the things (laughs) (laughs) i knew immediately as soon as you said it i was like no i'm so
0: sorry but it needs to be said One of the things that people really did after the trailer came out was blow up the shards. One of the coolest ones was potentially Deadpool. So, yay! And also, I don't know if you guys saw, this is a quick little anecdote but i don't know if you guys saw the interview that ryan reynolds did about his new movie where someone was like are you in it and that man apparently can't lie because he looked so uncomfortable i've like never seen anyone more uncomfortable i mean even more so than andrew garfield so like it was pretty uncomfortable okay but
1: andrew could
0: lie Uh, he was trying his best (laughs) exactly exactly but freaking ryan reynolds is out here's like I am not going to say anything. And I was like, buddy, like, you might as well just come out and say it. But anyway, so there's the Deadpool shard. And then one of the other shards that people are really zeroing in on is the Captain Carter shield, likely indicating that she's going to be in live action in this movie in some capacity at some point. I say that to say, you know, Katie's talking about potentially only doing you know, the particular episodes that we pointed out, and I'm sure she'll specify exactly what episodes those are in the blog. There's also, if you revisit our episode on What If, we do list out what episodes are what in our show notes, so that's another quick reference for you if you'd like to go on there and check them out. But, you know, to what Katie was saying, like, you could just go the ones that we already know about and rewatch those, and that's fine, but there are very strong hints that ones that we haven't even talked about are going to be referenced in this movie, so you're probably just better off watching all nine.
1: Yeah, especially if you didn't watch them the first time. Uh, at this point, go watch them. I will say, if you have watched them already, if probably you're in the position to possibly just re the, I think, four we mentioned. But if you haven't watched What If at all, definitely, especially because if you're going to be watching eight, nine, you might as well watch all of them since they all tie together at that point. If you have already watched it and you're at least aware of what all the episodes are, definitely you're probably in a position just to rewatch like the four that we mentioned. But yeah, definitely in the in the next two months, start your your watch parties, your viewing parties, get your friends. I know I have a roommate who hasn't watched Wandavision, so I'll be sitting here in front of the TV because. She cannot come with me to see Multiverse of Madness if she's not seen Wandavision. It will not make any sense at all. No, I mean she she also hasn't seen Loki. But I told her I was like, for now, that spare yourself. <laughs> but she has seen What If because I, we, that was coming out when I moved in, so she got to watch those with me. But yeah, we'll we'll be doing our rewatching of some of those. Probably starting after tonight, since we have a different show that we need to watch culminate tonight. <laughs> um, but those are probably more than five, but essentially the basis of five of the biggest points that have come out of the newest Multiverse of Madness trailer, or trailers, kind of, that dropped during, well, and before. Sorry, there's really no way to say this. Super Bowl <laughs> Sunday. and They during, came out
0: Super Bowl Sunday. Yeah, Super
1: Bowl Sunday, Yeah. So those are our thoughts on those. Of course, there will be a predictions episode for Multiverse of Madness where we'll go variously in depth through all sorts of other things, but we just want to touch on some of the biggest things we've seen. And it's also possible we'll get a little bit more in another trailer before then anyway. Yeah, so
0: this has been our super special Multiverse of Madness pre-predictions episode. Yeah, I guess that works. Pre-Predictions. That's what we're calling it now. It's been super fun. There's a lot of really great stuff, like Katie said, coming out of these newest trailers. And hopefully we'll get a little bit more footage before the movie comes out. So we're super excited. Less than 70 days to go, guys. Like she said, get your rewatches started so everybody has all the content fresh and ready to go for the movie. And as always, if you are a fan of the show, make sure you're subscribing so that as we get closer and closer, you're ready for our official predictions episode ahead of the movie. And then, of course, our reactions. We do have Moon Knight coming out, so we'll be covering that as well, Daily or ep- er, weekly episodes to follow the weekly episodes that are coming out. On Wednesday nights. So make sure you subscribe so you get all that content right in your podcast platform of choice. If you're a fan and you want to give us a shout out, please feel free to go ahead and leave us a rating or review. It just helps us feel good and know that you guys are enjoying our content. So super appreciate it if you feel so inclined. You can check us out on our blog, which is one of our central hubs for everything, has great content. Some of the things that we can't remember, you know, while we're recording live, we like to follow up with on the blog so you guys have all the information you need, and it also just has some fun memes and other great content. You can find all of the episodes also on the blog. Last but not least, you can follow us on Spotify, where we have playlists. For all of the different shows, there is also a playlist for all the songs across every MCU property that is available on Spotify. So if you're ever in an MCU mood but don't want to watch a movie, you can turn those on and feel the MCU groove while you're doing whatever you're doing.
1: And lastly, make sure you're following us on our Twitter. It's Let's Talk MFT. For all episodes and blog posts, they are posted there with the link, so just gotta stop there. Also, any theories we have, along with theories or news that are released by others or tweeted by others, are usually retweeted or liked, so you are able to kind of get everything you need in one spot. But, as we've now watched this trailer, I think this trailer alone, I can say this, but Marvel just blew your mind, so let's talk about it. <music>